All right. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Sports Ethos NBA DFS Today podcast. Uh, it's your boy, Ramiz. I'm back. I'm healthy. I'm joined here with Kenny. Uh, of course, I missed the last two pods, so Kenny was kind enough to go solo. Uh, and, uh, well, Kenny, how you feeling, bro? How you feeling about this six-game slate? It's a small one compared to the usual Friday slates that we have. Uh, man, I'm kind of disappointed, man. All these trade news. I thought we would have um, a couple players just on Jets trying to get to their new team uh, tomorrow on the Friday, but not so much, man. We got a Atlanta roster that stayed intact. Um, mm-hmm. Who else we got? We, we got uh, Lakers who surprisingly stayed intact. I Golden guess um, Le- LeBron tweets don't work anymore. Um, <laughs> I honestly thought Sacramento was gonna make a move. Um, that that one actually kind of surprised me. They still have all their draft capital too, right? Yeah, they they got a lot of things that they could use to make a move, but um, ah, they never moved on it. That that kind of surprised me a little bit. Um, let's see, did Toronto make any more moves? Yeah, they, they got rid of Stroder, got rid of Dinwiddie. Yeah, we did a lateral. I mean, we got rid of Thad Young. Then we waved Dinwiddie. So I guess we're ultimately tanking now. Uh, no Bruce Brown trade. Uh, yeah. <laughs> traded away a late first round pick to Utah for, I guess, O'Shea Baji as the prospect, essentially. Yeah. But you're right. I think there was. This was expected to be a much more crazier trend deadline. Of course, especially after when Pascal and OG were traded early on, you thought maybe DeJounte or. I know there was rumors of maybe Kuzma or uh, marketing Lakers making trades, of course, doing the whole switcheroo that they tend to do at the trade deadlines. Golden State is in, in, is struggling, but they didn't make no trades either. So I guess it was quite unusual, but we did get some like PJ Washington move. Maybe that's going to be a nice fantasy move for some people. Yeah, I feel like it's a little bit of an overprice since um, I've never <laughs> seen him in a winning situation. But mm-hmm. hey, whatever works, whatever works for your GM. Exactly. Uh, but I let's get straight into the fantasy plays uh, for DraftKings. I uh, so as usual, we're starting off with point guards, and uh, Kenny, take a take the take the lead. All right. I'm keeping it simple, man. Um, going up for my spend-up, I'm going to go with Mr. Matsy against the high-paced Atlanta offense. Um, yeah, I, I guess I could just finish off by saying Atlanta offense. They they don't really do the word that starts with a D. And I really do feel like um, Matsy's in a spot to score 40 actual points if the game stays close. Um, when it comes to mid tier, that's kind of been um, the, the real shaky part for me since uh, that's more so of a news related situation. But just going from um, past experiences, I feel like Austin Reeves will be a pretty chalky and um, potential higher usage pick in case um, some of their elder players um, sits out of a game on a back to back. Going to be playing against New Orleans, who's been up and down this season. A um, couple nights ago, they played against my Clippers and surprisingly um, awoken um, Duke Zion. <laughs> so um, you never know. But I really do feel like if LeBron sits out and um, D 
D Russ is also out. Um, Austin Reeves will be pretty chalky, and that would just be a cash game play. And now for my um, you know, only do this if you're playing GPP play. Um, you mentioned Toronto, you know, they're they're not really in the best states, you know, almost in um shambles. Mm-hmm. They're going to be without a few rostered players. Hear me out. Like, you know it's bad when I need to build it up. Um, <laughs> will Javante Freeman Liberty get Ooh. 15 minutes in this game? That's interesting. If you want to take that risk, they're very, very low on roster players. I want to say right now they probably have – Nine players on their roster who played in the month of February. I would potentially take a risk on Freeman Liberty at 3K in GPP zone. How do you feel about that? Honestly, I kind of like it because you do have a point. They did make some trades. But even on top of the trades, they don't really have a solidified backup point guard. They traded away Schroeder. They released Dinwiddie. They then uh, traded Kira Lewis Jr., so essentially, Freeman Liberty will have the opportunity. I guess it will come down to I guess Bruce Brown as the, maybe the backup point guard competition, or maybe the Scotty Barnes point guard role. Uh, but I think he definitely will get a chance, especially if you know the Raptors get blown out. I mean, he will definitely get. I think he will get a run in. It's just it's just a matter of what he does in that few minutes if he can keep on playing. But at three thousand, it's it's a really cheap price. Uh, I mean, not to mention that, but I also, I guess we found our player pick for this pod because I'm also going Tyrese Maxey as my highest spend-up. Uh, like you mentioned, of course, no Embiid. And Atlanta, he's previously had good nights against them. And, of course, being the main usage guy, the main scorer, the main shot taker uh, going against this Atlanta team, I think he still might be able to kind of just do what he does best. Uh, I'm a bit intrigued. Maybe Buddy Heald's spacing helps him out a bit more, of course. Uh I think this will probably be a high-scoring match. Uh, I think on Bet365, this was predicted to be the highest uh, over-under match at 240. Uh, so that's definitely something to take interest in. Uh, in terms of mid-tier, uh, I didn't go towards the Lakers players, even though I did think about it. But it's like you said, we're going to have to wait for the injury news uh, to see how that one works out. And, of course, the best way to do that is with the uh, – the NBA uh, DFS package, uh, that one you get, I believe it's $5 per month, and you get DFS delivery, the Pick'em's Daily and Discord access, and this is probably one of the best ones to keep up with injury news. So uh, if you want to go for Austin Reeves, make sure you get that pass, and guess what? You can stay tuned and keep keep yourself updated with the injury news. Uh, and admit, So I didn't really go mid-tier, but I did go, I guess, on the lower end side of it, and I went with Eamon Thompson. Uh, he's probably going to have a, a lot of ownership, I want to say. Uh, of course, no Fred Van Vliet. He had a monster game. Uh, actually, not a monster game, but it's a still a really good game. As a starter, I mean, 13 points, 13 rebounds, 6. Actually, I would consider it a monster game. Uh, three blocks, 44 DK fantasy points. And he's only still at 5,300. Uh, so I think this game might be a bit more closer because with no Fred, they're on the road. Uh, so I think Eamon Thompson at 5,300 is a pretty safe price to go for. And then budget-wise, I'm going with, I'm going with, uh, I guess, I don't know how this play is going to work out, but I'm going for Ish Smith. Uh, of course, I know uh, Cody Martin was probably the, the point guard for Charlotte, 
when they faced actually against Toronto. Uh, he had eight assists. But this team, they're, pair, they're playing Milwaukee, and they are a much more experienced team. So I don't know if Cody Martin could implement what he did uh, last night. Uh, but Ishmet being the veteran point guard, maybe he's the one who has a, a better point guard spot. But uh, like you mentioned, uh, uh, Freeman Liberty uh, is also a great choice. But I guess I'm going with the more veteran option at 4,400 in Ishmet. Uh, on to shooting guards, I'll take the lead on this one uh, because I'm starting off with my... The Raptors' most consistent player in uh, R.J. Barrett. Yep, uh, I, I don't think you guys would ever imagine me saying those words. Uh, but yep, R.J. Barrett's been pretty amazing for the Raptors. Uh, of course, been hitting his three ball, being confident, has a lot more space. And of course, these trades, uh, getting rid of Dennis Schroeder probably means he's getting more shots. Uh, he had a great game uh, against Charlotte. Uh, and just overall, he's been really good for the Raptors. So I think I still like that 7,000 price tag because I'm knowing that he's going to get that opportunity and he's been consistent. Like I said, he's been efficient. Uh, so I think at 7,100, it's a really solid price. I didn't go too high on this one, but still uh, a really good uh, price. Uh, mid-tier, I decided to go with Malik Monk. Uh, this is just a mid-tier pick that is probably my favorite out of the bunch. Uh, of course, I thought about uh, going for Jordan Poole at, because he had zero points for zero points. And that last matchup against Cleveland, I think that's the only reason I would go for him is because he'd probably have the lowest ownership maybe or among the lowest ownership because the opponent is Boston. And having zero points in your last performance and six personal fouls, that is insane. Uh, so maybe Jordan Poole would be an interesting pickup, but uh, I'm not I'm not that bold. Maybe maybe you are, Kenny. Uh, but I decided to go with Malik Monk at 5,600. Uh, this guy has been in good form. He's been having some great performances. Uh, and as great as Denver is, uh, he's had a great performance against them. Uh, also performs better at home. And I think Denver in general, I think Malik Monk maybe might be a more, uh, still might be able to attack the paint or kind of use the speed to advantage against the players, uh, against the big men of Denver and hopefully get to his spots. And then last but not least, my budget pick is... Uh, well, actually, a Washington Wizards player and Bilal Kulabali. Uh Not my favorite pickup, I want to say, but in terms of budget, I did think he was a solid option as shooting guard. He's only priced at 4300 I think this game might be a blowout, and therefore Washington will probably give him a lot of minutes. Uh, even if the game is close, I think Bilal Kulabali will have a part to play in, and I just think at 4300 the only thing about Bilal Kulabali that comes down to is that he can just score a few buckets, just to get some points, and then he'll like get you a few rebounds, a couple stocks, I want to say. So yeah, it won't be a crazy stat line by 4,300. He was probably my favorite in terms of the budgets. What about you? Right. Pretty solid picks. Uh, I'm going a little bit different. Um, for my spend-up, not, not the craziest spend-up, just a tad bit more than yours and in the same game. I'm going to go with um, Jalen Green. Um... Not the biggest fan of the player, but in this situation, going up against a team who defense seemed like it actually gotten a little bit worse, um, mm-hmm. especially defending guards, I really do feel like Green has the possibility to get 30 actual points. I want to say in the month of February, he hit the total um, three or four times this month. And with Van Vliet out, 
and I doubt Jabari Smith's going to be going for 25 again, I really do feel like he will be the leading scorer on the Rockets. Now, the question you got to ask is, should you play him in cash or GPP? I feel like this would be more of a cash game play because does that really generate too many assists, especially with Van Vliet being out? Really thought there would be an uptick in that, but it's, it didn't really occur. So if you just want to save floor of about um, 32 DraftKings points to about 40. I feel like green would be a nice little plug-in for that. Going with the mid-tier, I was kind of thinking of um, one or two ways, but I ended up landing on um, Torrey Murphy going up against the Lakers for 4-5. or I really do feel like that team will be depleted, the Lakers, that is, and they're on a back-to-back, and Man, I want to say he had like four or five three-pointers against my Clippers. Um, <laughs> but when you do get a shot going, man, you get a shot going. Um, again, just like Jalen Green, he's somebody who will just get you actual points. Um, don't give you too many other ancillary stats, but for four or five on the six-game slate where you could get a potential 25 actual points out of a player, I'm gonna. I won't really say no to that in uh, cash or GPPs. Now, man, I can't believe I'm going back to the Raptors, man. This is bad. <laughs> this is how you know that a team is depleted. I went for Freeman Liberty, and now I'm going to Grady, man. I really think I might have some interest in Grady as a cash gameplay. Not that even GPP. Um, hear me out team is depleted. He probably played the seventh most game as an active player on the Raptors roster. Damn. I'm pretty sure he's going to get about 24 minutes. Maybe even more if it's a blowout. Now, here's my question. You drafted somebody who was a shooter, but the dude choose to take, I think, what was it? 1-3 against the Hornets? Mm-hmm. Um, the other night? I don't. It's risky. It's risky, but I really do feel like he will be on the floor. He should ideally get a couple three pointers off more than one in this matchup. Uh, will he connect? You never know. Um, he's another player who's going to actually get you 25 points, or who can give you zero points in one shot attempt in 25 minutes. Uh, how you feeling about those picks? Well, you know, whenever it's a rapper pick, I'm always intrigued. But uh, I mean, it's, it's like you said, he he did only play 50 minutes against Charlotte, and he he shot perfect from the field. It was two three-point attempts that he took. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I mean, he's been really efficient in this past two games. Uh, even that game against OKC, he only had two shots in 10 minutes, and none of them were threes. Uh, but yeah, he has been getting a rhythm going, and of course, with Raptors depleted roster, the only thing about Grady Dick though is he does play really good when his teams are able to find him. So my only issue is if if there's no point guard besides Scotty or quickly, who's who's going to be finding him? Because they don't have Dennis Schroeder no more. Uh, so I think as long as Grady gets a lot of minutes, gets opportunity, I think at 3,800, uh, I, I like that pick as well. Uh, in terms of shooting guards, I do like that battle that uh, between RJ Barrett and Jalen Breen, both uh, third overall picks. Uh, it should be an exciting matchup. Of course, I think we're going for the guys. I think with Jalen Green is also a solid pick. It's just with Jalen Green is I think it's the same thing. Where like actually, it kind of might be the same story as Archie. Where like if their shot is hitting, they're gonna have a good night. 
But if they start missing their shots, then you're looking at a, a tour date uh, in terms of their field goals. Uh, but overall, I, I do like your picks. Uh, start... It sounds like it's going to be the battle of the underachievers. <laughs> yeah, probably. Both, uh, both still kind of trying to make that name. Uh, with small forwards, you know what? Keep, let's keep the, the Raptors streak going on because I, I'm going for Scotty Barnes. Uh, because like I mentioned multiple times, no backup point guard. I think it might be him or Bruce Brown, or like you said, it could be Freeman Liberty. Uh, but I think Scotty in general is gonna have a lot more playmaking responsibilities to get people involved. Uh, and he's at 8,500. I didn't want to spend too much. Of course, I think the higher ones were just Jason Tatum at 9,700 and LeBron at 9,800. LeBron is questionable because of course they're playing on a back-to-back and you don't know if LeBron's going to play on the f- this first one against Denver as we're speaking, which I think, is he playing today? Uh, he, he is. He is. Us, yeah, so that means there is a risk where he might not play tomorrow against the Pelicans. Uh, so we're going to have to see that, wait and see if he does. Uh, but yeah, Scotty was probably my favorite in terms of the spend-ups, uh, mainly because I think his he's obviously has struggled, but I think the main thing that stood out to me was they were on like a six-game road stretch, so coming back home where he's been able to average like a 47 DK fancy points compared to the 42 that he does on the road games, and overall he's just been much more efficient at home. So you're hoping against Houston, uh, he kind of has that motivation to just kind of have that bounce back game, especially because he is a first-time All-Star now as well. Uh, so hopefully that could be a good thing for him. Uh, and then mid-tier wise, uh, mid-tier was kind of bland for me to me it was uh of course you do have a lot of players out uh but i decided to go with sadiq bay uh not my favorite pick but he's been having some great games uh there's some games where he'll play 16 minutes and have a horrible game but there's some games where he's playing around like he's like averaging around 35 minutes uh i want to say like in the past six out of the seven games uh and some games he's had 40 plus dk fantasy points uh, and he's been able to hit his shot. I mean, this Atlanta t- Hawks team, I think you, you put it best. Uh, they don't have a lot of defense. It's a lot more offense. So if Sadiq Bey's hot shot starts hitting, I think he will probably continue to get minutes. I think DeAndre Hunter is questionable for this game. Uh, but even then, I think uh, Sadiq Bey would still have a great chance to just kind of have a, a solid performance once again. Uh, and then budget-wise, I guess this was a pick that you mentioned at shooting guard because this player has dual eligibility, and that's Trey Murphy the third. Uh, Trey Murphy the third can be a bit of an up-and-down player, but we know on his good nights, he's he, he's uh, quite that annoying player to go against. And, of course, with the Lakers, who tend to leave their shooters open, uh, then I think Trey Murphy the third will definitely have an opportunity to go off. Uh, of course, the only thing about this pick is that you never know with the Pelican players which players kind of stand out. If it's a Herb Jones, then Herb Jones might get the more bunch uh, of minutes. Uh, but I think Chamber for your third against this Lakers team, as long as he kind of hits his few shots, gets, a, gets his rhythm going, then he should be pretty solid. How are you feeling about small forwards? Uh, small forwards, I'm, I'm kind of chalky with it. No, I'm not going to lie. I feel like... Um... Miles Bridges would be the best spend-up at 8-6 going up against Milwaukee. Um, I want to say he had back-to-back 40-point games. And I really do feel like he's going to continue to be the go-to scorer for this um, depleted team until, you know, Meechick turned into a superstar (laughs) on um, Charlotte. Um, Mentor-wise, 
feel like this might be I won't really say chalky, but something you might wanna um you might wanna have some interest in a little bit later into the slate, but this is a trend that I'm doing, picking um a few players out this Houston Toronto game. I'm gonna yep. go with Cam Whitmore at four seven. Um in the past two weeks, he, he showed just how streaky of a player he could be. <laughs> uh, both with minutes and with connecting on shots. But I really do feel like he's in a potential twenty point actual twenty point spot in this matchup. He should get some extended run since really do feel like this game won't be as competitive, especially um, whatever the spread come out to be. I, I, I really don't see Toronto covering this spread. Um, so he should get the green light. Um, so for 4-7, again, I do feel like he will be a little chalky. So I might not run him in a GPP. Probably will fade him um, for my budget play. But if you need somebody who can get you a nice little upside, potential 30DK points, Cam Whitmore will be the pick. Now, the budget play. Mm-hmm. I don't think too many people will be on him. But I got good reason to have interest in him. Hayward just left the team. Mm-hmm. I already talked about Miles Bridges, but I really think Nick Smith Jr. might Ooh. get the green light again. If you remember, a couple months back, he was playing 30 minutes, and he was almost able to give you 30 draft team points, but they would get you 20, 25. He's going up against a Milwaukee team who's <laughs> not really looking the greatest right now. <laughs> On a back-to-back. I really do feel like he should get the green light. Um, I, I'm actually comfortable running him in a GPP with Bridges um, or without. But I really do like his spot. At 3-9, I really do feel like it should be low ownership. And that's somebody who could just help you take down the GPP. Interesting. I, interesting pick, that's for sure. It's interesting because he did have like point guard eligibility, I want to say, before. Uh, but yeah, you're right. With no PJ Washington, no Gordon Hayward, he definitely does have an option to definitely have that performance. I mean, even in the case this game would be blowout, Nick Smith Jr. would probably still play a ton of minutes. Uh, so you definitely have that going for you. Uh, so I guess with power forwards, uh, once again, uh, didn't like the high spend ups. Uh, I mean, this it's a six game slate, so I think you do have the room to go for a player like Giannis or maybe uh, one of the big the upper big men in like a Jokic or something. Uh, but I I still like a couple of players in the 7,000 range, and that was one of them being Jalen Johnson. Uh, he is priced at a 7,400. Uh, but similar to what I said about Sadiqa, he's been, Jalen Johnson has also been on a pretty good streak, uh, especially in games against these good teams, like against Boston. Uh, guy had 51 DK fantasy points. I mean, he had, against Golden State, he had 54. Phoenix 35, Lakers 45. These are some good, you know, the Clippers, he did tend to struggle in terms of shooting, but was able to get you five assists and seven rebounds. So, like, he's been able to tackle the game in multiple different uh, facets, I want to say. So, against Philly, I think, especially because there's no Embiid, I mean, that means just not a lot of rim protection, not a lot of paint protection. So, Jalen Johnson could definitely still kind of have that similar type of stat line in terms of getting rebounds or attacking the paint. Uh, and of course, when you're playing alongside Trey Young and DeJounte Murray, they should hopefully make your game a lot more easier as well. Uh, of course, uh, he's also had 
pretty solid games against Philly uh, in this this season. Uh, so it's, if he can just keep the streak going, I mean, at 7,400, like I said, it's pretty expensive, but he's he's been showing his capability to get to around 50 to give fancy points. Uh, close to that pick as well. Uh, this is another, I guess, I guess price upside pick I will, I like, and that's Zion. Uh, he is questionable for this Friday game, uh, so that's going to be an interesting thing to look out for. Uh, but in general, he's a player who we've known who can kind of go on these streaks. Uh, of course, you saw it against your Clippers where he had 46 DK fancy points, had 10 assists and 21 points. Uh, but he's been playing around 35 minutes. He's been healthy. Uh, so, of course, his Lakers team, like I said, I don't know who's playing. Uh, but in general, we know when Zion's in the zone, it's, he is a really tough player to stop. Uh and he has struggled in the Lakers, and I think that's kind of the reason I kind of lean towards him because I don't think he will have a lot of high ownership due to his past struggles against this Lakers team. Uh, but he generally does better on away games, so I think at 7100 it is a risky price, but with a lot of less ownership, I think the upside is definitely there. And then uh, mid-tier, I didn't really like the mid-tier area too much. Uh, so I guess uh, this is between mid-tier and a bit of budget, and that's uh, Rui Hachimura at 4,900. Uh, of course, for those who remember, Jared Vanderbilt has, is out for a, a good while, I want to say. And uh, I think even if LeBron 80 play, I think Rui Hachimura probably still will be the main four. Because uh, I think his only competition would probably be someone like Torian Prince. He's going against this Pelicans team, you're going to need some physicality you're gonna need some height to go against them because of course with zion ingram balanchunas trey murphy these guys are all some pretty tall players uh so i don't think a small lineup will probably be the best but rui hachimura we known he can have these types of performances where he uh kind of just makes the proper cuts and just makes the proper reads and without jared vanderbilt he's been sometimes been able to get you around 30 minutes uh so at 4900 i do really like that price and uh like pretty he is uh Mid to cheap budgets so in between that, but overall, I like to pick at 4900. Yeah, that's those are pretty solid picks. Uh, feel like Kachimara kind of been um getting in and out the rotation with um mm-hmm. him, Chris Wood, and uh, Christy, Matt's Christy, um, Tori mm-hmm. and Prince. He kind of got his own little spot. You can play the two, <laughs> play, you can play the two of them together. Torian Prince is uh, he 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 don't need to worry about Rory taking his minutes anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for me, with the power forward position, man, you know I always love these narratives, man. Nah, I know it's not a me. home game at Washington, but you know I'm got to go with Mr. Przingis going up against Ooh. Washington, the team that revitalized his career. <laughs> so hopefully he could give them a thank you double double. <laughs> um, finish the game with 50 DraftKings points. Um, little 30 and 10 action, but um, I, I do feel like a lot of players will be off of him, even though it's a six game slate. This game have more than blowout potential written on it, all over it. Um, a lot of people might think, hey, Przingis might only get 20 minutes, he won't play the second half. Because if I remember correctly, the last time he played Washington, um, he was out after the first quarter, I think he had like a small injury or something. Um, only reason I remember that was because I lost a lot of money and props on them. Um, but going on to it with the mid tier pick, 
Um, back-to-back game, going up against Charlotte. Will Anandokupo sit out? If he mm. does, I'm going to be on the chat. Bobby Portis against Charlotte. That's it. Sits. Um, if Giannis is out, I really do see this being a 30% ownership type play. Um, definitely should be able to lock him in for a double-double, have a potential to get you anywhere from 35 to 45 DraftKings points in this spot. And as it sits, you're going to have a whole lot of flexibility. Now, I know I went kind of high price with my um, mid-tier pick. Man, I had to do it, but I got to go high price with my low-tier pick. Is um, five sits still considered low-tier, or do I need to go lower, man? Uh, I, I mean, I, I think you should still mention that five-six player. Five sits. So um, I'm going to go with Mr. Bruce Brown, man. Um, you love it a lot of Raptors cities. Huh? No, it's not the lowest tier. Yeah, hey. Um, if you're not going Scotty Barnes, I really do feel like the best bet would be to go with Bruce Brown, since, like you said, he could potentially be the backup point guard. Honestly, in some situation, he might actually be the starting point guard. Um, started the second half, uh, especially if this game stay close somehow. I really do feel like he's has the potential to get you anywhere from like. Would you say he has an upside of 45 fantasy points in this matchup? Floor should be about 20. Mm-hmm. So, so definitely a cash game play and potentially have five sits, especially with the flexibility you get with him. I really don't see why you couldn't just run him in a um, GPP. Um, outside of that, man, if I, I, I feel kind of, I feel like I'm robbing people telling them to spend <laughs> um, five sits for a low tier. You know, I'm going to go with one more play, man. Um, Going back to a depleted team, um, I'm going to go with somebody from North Carolina playing in um, Charlotte. I think it was North Carolina. I could be wrong. I think I might be forgetting the school. But Leaky Black for 3-7. Um, he's been somebody who's been on and off the floor for Charlotte for a while throughout the season. Um, played a little bit of G League. But with a depleted roster, I really do feel like he's in line to get about 25, 30 minutes. Not really the most um, fantasy point per minute player. Um, but in this position, I, I really don't see, you know, you doing too much better at 3-7 on a six-game slate when you have a potential 20 draft king point night on the player. Interesting, interesting. I thought you were going to go for, like, one of those unknown, like, European players to go off, like a Vizenkov, maybe. Uh <laughs> But uh, you know, good good shouts because uh, I do know that they did start him one of the recent games as well. I think the starting lineup was like Ish Smith, him. I mean, it looked like shambles, but uh, you're right. He has been getting a lot of minutes. So and yep, with the the trades, of course, gotta mention it again. There's a lot of room for Charlotte to just play some anybody and just take advantage of the opportunity. Before we yeah. head into centers, I do want to talk about the NBA fantasy pass that you can get for six dollars per month. You get daily streams, recaps of the top lines every day, and you get Discord access to the pros. You can uh, uh, pay $2 extra and get the all-sport package, which not only includes NBA, but includes the NFL and the MLB. Uh, so starting off with centers, uh, Kenny, I don't think you spent a lot of money, but I'm going to spend a good amount, and I'm going to go for Sengun at 9000 I was tempted to go for maybe someone like a, a bonus. 
could, you know, Sabonis Jokic matchup, it would be really interesting to watch. But I decided to go with Sengun, and it's mainly because the absence of Fred Van Vliet, uh, I think Sabonis, I mean, uh, Sengun, pardon me, is going to have to take a lot more responsibility in terms of scoring the ball. Uh, you just hope that Eamon Thompson has learned to keep Sengun involved. Uh, but overall, we've known they've done an incredible job already. Uh, so I think, especially in this matchup, uh, he did play a pretty solid game, I want to say. Uh, I mean, solid might be an understatement because he had like 50 DK fantasy points against the Raptors in 28 minutes uh, because it was a blowout. Uh, but without Fred VanVleet, he definitely has a lot more responsibility uh, in these types of games. And of course, if especially if Jalen Green is not hitting his shots or Jabari Smith Jr. is, is struggling, then we know Sengun is probably their main go-to guy. Uh, and I guess his Toronto team, you know, there will be times where he's going against Poto, but, you know, sometimes Sengun has been able to outplay some top defensive centers, so I think against Poto, he shouldn't have too much of an issue. Uh, mid-tier-wise, I decided to go with Onyeka Okongu at 6,200. Uh, he's a guy who always plays really good as a starter, in my opinion. But of course, with Clint Capella, he, he sometimes doesn't get that opportunity. But Clint Capella is confirmed to be out for this game. Uh, what well, should be anyways. Uh, but And against his Philly team, he's going to be matching up against Paul Reed, who's like 6'10". Maybe Mo Bamba plays, but even then, I think Onyeka Kongu is probably going to get a bunch of minutes. And in these past games, he's gotten like... In the past three games, he's, two times he's gotten over 40 DK fantasy points. So you're hoping that... He can kind of have another similar performance to that. And playing alongside Trey Young, DeJounte Murray, these guys make your game a lot more easier. Uh, so 6,200, I do really like this uh, pickup. Uh, and then budget-wise, I'm going for, I guess, is this the first guy who I'm going to mention that's been traded? Uh, Kelly Olenek for the Raptors at 4,300. Uh, we've gone for a lot of Raptors players, and I guess I'm going to go for another one. And that's because... Think he's definitely gonna be playing a lot of minutes. I think the thing about Kelly Lane that maybe was appealing to the Raptors was that he's a player who could play as a backup center, could play as <coughs> sorry, play as a, a, a backup power forward, like play alongside Poto. So I think he's just gonna take up uh, probably 20 to 25 minutes. Of course, if he can hit his shots, I mean that that'd be even better. And he's only priced at 4300. Uh, and going against Houston, they might need an, another body to at least just put out on the floor. Uh, so, yep, Kelly Linick at 4,300. Uh, I guess it's a player who I like for who's going to hopefully have a good game for his new team. What about you? Man, okay, we both pick. On with people who don't even know their jersey numbers yet, man. I mm-hmm. like that. I like that. But, man, just like I said before, man, I love narrative sometimes man. <laughs> and this time i'm gonna go with one of the man i guess you'd call this one of the older narratives in the nba i don't even know if he knows uh anybody on the culture staff anymore man but i'm gonna go with anthony davis on the back-to-back on a six game slate going up against the new orleans pelicans who should be without valentunas really do feel like lebron will sit this game i Feel like Davis, been healthy, should play this game, should have high usage, should probably get you about 15 rebounds, especially if um, Valanciunas is out this game. I, I, I love the spot for him. Really see like a potential 30, 15, and a couple blocks in the game for him. 
Uh, and at 10-2, I really do feel like you could get a monosense game slate for less than 10%. This is something I definitely will be playing in GPPs. You could probably even talk me into playing it in cash as well. Um, going uh, cheaper. I, I know I um, overspent on my mid-tier for um, <laughs> the power forward position. So my mid-tier for this um, center position is going to be 4-2. And that's going to be Larry Nance Jr. in the same matchup. Um, again, I really do feel like Valanciunas will be out. There's words that Zion might actually sit out this game as well. Mm-hmm. Larry Nance should be playing a good amount of minutes. Typically, I don't like playing um, same position players in a lineup, but when you could get somebody at 4-2 who could get you a potential 24 minutes going against his former team and the person he was traded for, I'm definitely going to have interest in it, um, especially since, you know, you should have a little bit more revenge in him. And um, a budget pick. I'm going to go with Mr. All-Pack 12 during the COVID season. Um, Eugene Omari. Um, He's in Washington right now. Bad matchup against Boston. Could be a potential blowout. So if you feel that way, go ahead. Fade my Porzingis pick. (laughs) <laughs> Go with Amari. He should be able to get you 24 minutes on this depleted team. Um, he's more of a four, but some other reason they got him labeled at center. I guess they kind of was like, hey, we got Kuzma at center. Might as well just have another scorer at center as well. Um, he should be able to get you 24, uh, possibly 30 minutes. Might have the potential to start this game. And at 3-8, I really don't see too many people on him. He is scoring dependent. Um, I know he had a double-double against Phoenix uh, a couple nights ago. Don't expect that happening. Um, <laughs> you're more realistically looking at um, 18 points. Might get you um, about three to five rebounds if he gives you 28, 32 minutes. Um, definitely a low-ownership play, but I will play him in both cash and GPP. Interesting, because I guess you're going to try to cover both grounds, right? If it's a close game. Porzingis is probably your guy, and if it's a blowout, you're probably gonna go ahead, get some good minutes from Eugene. But I mean, to be fair, in your in your defense, you did have 41 DK fantasy points in 23 minutes in that blowout against Phoenix. So the game where he had that double double. So if he yeah, if that, that's is, not gonna happen. Yeah, let let's just take this <laughs> off the table. <laughs> Come on, man, believe in Eugene, bro. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think that about wraps it up. Uh, Anthony Davis solid pickup as well. I ain't gonna lie. I kind of I might add him to some of my slates too, uh, but overall I think we've wrapped it up pretty well. Uh, of course, six games slate, so you did hear a lot of us speaking on the same games. Uh, of course, you can tell the Raptors and Rockets game is probably among our favorites. Uh, so yep, uh, if you guys have any questions you want to hit us up, you can hit me up on Twitter at two nice. That's spelled T O zero underscore nice underscore. And uh, Kenny, where could they hit you up? Yeah, as always, you can find me on Twitter at OrangeDFS. Um, definitely down to talk about all types of basketball. We got a nice year leave slate tomorrow. Uh, Penalty not goes against Finabachi. And, um, you know, always love it with Monaco and Mike James is on the slate. Um, but, yeah, definitely. Let me know if you ever want to talk ball. Sounds good. Hopefully we hit you guys with some winning plays. Uh, some upper tier, mid tier, low tier picks, and of course post trade that de- post trade de- de- uh, deadline. 
uh, game slate. So hopefully we see some of these new guys. Uh, but I hope you guys enjoyed, and hopefully I'll win some big money. Goodbye. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.